the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Real Life Lending and Real Estate, your source for real estate market updates and strategies and answers to your real estate lending questions. Now, to provide you with insight and help you navigate the constantly changing world of real estate lending, here's your host, financial services expert and vice president of Essex Mortgage, Eric Kolofsky. Hey, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Real Life Lending and Real Estate. We are your Northern California show for what's new and true in mortgage finance and real estate. And today we are talking to you. We've got a lot of topics to talk about. Uh, a little bit about Essex Mortgage. This is our 33rd year. We funded $3 billion of residential real estate last year, and we're celebrating our eighth year here on the air with Real Life Lending. Uh, my name is Eric Olofsky. This is my 31st year in this crazy business we call real estate. Uh, as this uh, uh, intro said, I am vice president of Essex Mortgage here in Northern California. I run the beautiful Loan Center here in Northern California. I'm also a real estate broker and broker of record for real life real estate. So we try to touch bases on all aspects of real estate, both lending and um, uh, real estate. Uh, this is uh, just an amazing time in our industry. And today joining us, we have, hey, Misha. Hello, Eric. How are you today? Thank you for handling the show. When I am not here, you want to tell everybody who you are and remind everybody what you do. Yes, my name is Misha Dimitruk. I'm the branch manager down in sunny Santa Cruz. I've been in this industry since 1996 and here to service you with all your amazing real estate financing needs. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. Essex Mortgage is a direct lender. We make all lending decisions in-house. And what you're going to hear here on the show, those folks of you that are new, I started the show eight years ago because of my frustration about what you would hear either on the internet or the media about our local real estate market, and specifically lending in, in specific that, that kind of was changing during the last economic event that we had. And I wanted to provide a place for you, the consumer, to come call, ask questions about the truth, about what you can do and what you can't do in a real estate transaction. So so we have a ton of ways to get a hold of us. Our text line is 916-806-0606, 916-806-0606. We also have our website, reallifelending.com. Uh, you know, we have all these jobs and all these titles, but the best part of my job and the best job that I have is sitting across the kitchen table, at least I used to, uh, helping folks like you <laughs> enter the real estate market, buying your first home, maybe second home, maybe that first commercial product. You know, I'm an old dog, Misha. I'm, I like sitting across and I miss people. I miss having that, that kind of interaction. And, you know, remember we used to do uh, live events. We used to do uh, workshops and real estate buying workshops and lending workshops. And hopefully we'll get back to that someday. But right now it's all about giving the word and the facts and the knowledge and the power of knowledge about one of the largest investments people are going to make. So you know, what's well, going on, Misha? That, though, Eric, I, I think that some people actually find it a little bit more comfortable rather than having the intimidation of showing up with your big stack of your most personal papers ever in your life that you never want to show anyone. And rather than having that 
intimidation experience. I think some people feel a little bit safer sending those documents in secure methods. So we're reviewing it and then we're giving them an analysis of what we can do for them. Um, so I, I know I miss the people aspect too, the face-to-face, you know, getting to shake hands and having eye contact with people and creating that rapport. But I definitely, um, you know, want all of our clients and, and all of these potential customers and all the listeners out there to really know that you're not getting any lesser service or lesser care because we don't get to sit across from you, uh, you know, and have that experience. We're, we're definitely still giving you all the best that we have and reviewing everything in detail. So um, have confidence in the people that you're sending things to. It is an uncomfortable position for some people to share the paperwork just to get started. Absolutely. And that's a good point because we have evolved. We've changed the way we've done business, both in lending and real estate. And, you know, Misha's right. Technology is taking over and, and, and agreed that this, you know, the, the best compliment that somebody can, can, can give me at the end of a transaction is, hey, that wasn't as bad as I've heard. Because let's face it, you know, it's the largest investment you're ever going to make. Like Misha says that uh, it's, uh, it, it is one of the most sometimes daunting to share your financial secrets with somebody else in a third party, because trust me, we're going to get to know you. We're going to become best friends by the time we end this transaction. But um, I get that too. So, you know, again, like our industry has evolved. We created all this great new stuff, ways to transmit secure documents. And up until you actually sign your loan docs with a notary, everything can be done via email or online. So that is a great point, Misha. Misha, I know that we have a guest calling in and I believe he's on the line. Why don't you go ahead and introduce him? Yes, we have Mr. Carl Warden on the line, and um, Carl brings a piece of information and some skills that I believe that our listeners really will find invaluable. For those investors who have properties they've been sitting on, if you have a piece of real estate that you would love to sell in order to create flexibility for your finances, listen up, everyone. Carl is the one you need to talk to about your strategy behind this property. Carl, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Can you hear me okay? Yes, we can hear you. I, I can. Fine. Carl. Hey, Carl, hey, I, I love Carl, your website. Def- defer- you Deferredtax.com is, is Carl's website. What a great website. <laughs> yeah, we're actually revamping that site. We've got another one that we've redone recently called startandexchange.com. Um, obviously, that's, um, you know, primarily deals with the 1031 exchange, but we actually have about 13 different tax deferral, tax minimization, tax avoidance strategies on the platform. Um, we do a lot of different things, um, but uh, yeah, so <laughs> I can elaborate on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, tell, tell people the foundation of what it is you do and, and you know the, the basis of your business and what your specialty is here. Yeah, so, um, you know, know, obviously, I mean, for those investors on the call here, they're probably very familiar with the 1031 exchange. Um, I currently work with two different companies to provide services in the 1031 exchange. Collectively, we do somewhere between 200 and 250 1031 exchanges every month. Um, But what we're finding is that a lot of people, uh, you know, specifically a lot of the baby boomers, they're not necessarily interested in going through the 1031 exchange process. It's a particularly scary process right now when you consider the fact, I mean, it's easy, it's great to sell right now. This is, in fact, probably arguably one of the best times to sell real estate. It's just not necessarily the best time to sell, pay all the commissions and fees, only to turn right around and reinvest the money right back into an elevated market. Uh, some people are of the opinion that we're in quite the bubble right now. 
And uh, for those of us that have been around long enough, um, typically where there's a, a spike, there's a uh, there's a drop on the other side. And for you know how however steep the spike is, uh, there's an equal you know drop on the other side. And not quite equal, but you know you know what I mean. So we have uh, various different strategies for those real estate investors who are, you know, maybe they're tired of, uh, you know, the, you know, the dealing with what I call the seven T's and the one R, the tenants, toilets, trash, taxes, termites, turnover, and teenagers, right? And then the one R is the relatives, <laughs> <laughs> which, which uh, for many is probably the worst one of all of them, right? Dealing with relatives and renting your property. But anyway, um, so we, you know, we offer strategies that enable real estate investors uh, to, you know, sell and essentially park the money on the sidelines. And there's there's several different ways to do that, uh, or sell and get into other types of real estate transactions. And I don't want to go into detail, and you know, because I'll probably put everybody to sleep. But you have a lot more options if you're a real estate owner than you think you do. Um, and I'd also like to point out that we're not just talking about investment property. Many people are aware the 1031 exchange is specific to property only. We have strategies that are applicable to primary residence and second home. And I know that Prop 19 was passed and there was some shenanigans with that and uh, they ended up basically destroying Prop 58 in the process. But um, one of the big, um, you know, elephants in the room with Prop 19 is the fact that, yeah, okay, I can keep my property tax basis, right? Um, but I'm into my property for $500,000 and uh, I can sell it for 2 million. And that's a problem, right? Because ultimately, yes, I can keep my basis, but I'm going to have to pay taxes on the game. And now obviously we get the benefit of the, uh, the $250,000 exemption if we're single and it's been our primary residence and we've lived there for two out of five years. And of course, if you're married, you get the $500,000 total for 250 for each. But we're at a total of a million dollars of tax-free money on the $2 million sale. I still have to pay taxes on the other million dollars, which, you know, when you factor in federal, state, Obamacare, uh, you know, can be, you know, can be fairly steep. You know, combination of the three uh, is 37.1%. And then you factor in your income, and this could be added to income anyway. Like I said, I could bore you to death. Uh, the taxes can be pretty high. Well, we have a way, and Misha, you and I work together on this, where we can show people how they can extract that $500,000 of tax-free money that can be used to buy their downsized property, um, avoid paying the taxes on the million dollars and the 500000 that can be captured um, in such a way that you don't pay the tax on it, and you can keep your basis because you still have the ability to go and buy a property, a primary residence somewhere else, arguably a smaller one, which is what a lot of baby boomers want to do. They're, a lot of them are empty nesters, and you know they, they don't want to live in the you know, the two-story house anymore, uh, three or four bedrooms, all the kids are moved out. They got this monster house and this huge tax bill. We have strategies, you know, to help them avoid paying the tax on that. So um, we do, like I said, we do a lot of different things. It, I didn't give a little bit of my background, probably should have done that in the beginning, but I've been working in this field for since 2009. I've been teaching the topic since 2009. I now teach across the United States. Uh, in most every major real estate firm, the subject of tax deferral strategies, I work with people all over the United States regarding various different tax deferral, tax minimization, tax avoidance strategies. So if you have a capital gain, high probability, uh, we can show you how to avoid the tax. Um, I, I shouldn't say word avoid, <laughs> by the way. Um, defer the tax would probably be better. 
uh, reduce the tax would be better. Um, the bottom line is if you had a million-dollar gain or whatever gain you have, there's ways to uh, not have to pay the tax in the year of sale and keep the money working for you. So is this, again, is this, is this using certain type of vehicles to get this done, or is it is it more strategy? Uh, yeah, we have um, we have multiple different strategies. Uh, many are familiar with uh, Delaware Statutory Trust. We have uh, opportunity funds, uh, conservation easements, uh, deferred sales trust. Um, even for real estate investors who would like to invest more in real estate, we we do the self directed IRA for for individuals that are that have a real estate portfolio. We do the cost segregation study, which helps free up um, actually ends up freeing up more income for the client. Um, on their on their income, that it, 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 it basically shelters more of the income through taxation. So I understand, Misha. Did you say there's a oh, about one minute? Okay. Um, about about but, one yeah, minute. No, we, well, we, I, and I know okay. everyone who's listening, their minds are blown right now because they they the listening audience really gets what we're talking about here in a lot of different ways. We get calls about it frequently. So um, Carl, before mm-hmm. we go to break, I'd like you to give everyone how they get in touch with you. Yeah, so you can get a hold of me in, in one of two ways. Um, you can either call um, my 800 number, which is 877-TAX-STRATEGY, um, or you can email me at carl, C-A-R-L, at defertax, that's D-E-F-E-R-T-A-X dot com. Well, hey, Carl, I appreciate you coming to the show. I'd, I'd love to have a conversation with you off the record at some point and, and learn about these strategies. And, again, you're always welcome. Thanks for being a friend of the show. No problem. No problem. I look forward to uh, talking with you guys some more for sure. All right, folks, we're going to break here. Thanks for listening to Real Life Lending and Real Estate. This is Real Life Lending and Real Estate with financial services expert Eric Olofsky. All right, everybody, wake up. You're listening to Real Life Lending in Real Estate. We are your Northern California show for what's new and true in mortgage finance and real estate. And again, I want to thank Carl Wharton uh, about uh, for being joining us. You know, I know that some of those those tactics got everybody's ear. And you know, one of the things I think that you know he always says is what's good about is his first order of business to look for reasons why you don't need them. And I think that that's always good for him, somebody to explain exactly what he does. We all like paying less taxes. And uh, that is a good thing. I know we're coming up on the amended tax date coming up very soon. I know Misha and I were having a disheartening conversation earlier this morning about visiting us our tax representatives. But I thought, and, and first of all, whether it's Carl, you're speaking with Carl, Misha, or myself, or anybody, we are not tax professionals. We want you to go out and search out and find that tax professional. We know real estate. We understand real estate. That is my scope of expertise. But I thought it would be fun, Misha, and that's a great, great guest. And let's, let's invite him back. Let's, I, I kind of want to, he perked my ears up a little bit as well. But, uh, you know, Mish, we talk all the time when we get, uh, we get questions from folks uh, about, you know, the benefits of taxes owning real estate. But I wanted to talk a little bit about today about some of the mistakes that homeowners make on their taxes. And I know I am guilty of one or two of these. Uh, <clears throat> and first of all, how many of us have deducted the wrong year for property taxes? Maybe we look at our most recent bill and uh, we forget that last year's was a little less. That's probably the number one uh, mistake folks uh, make when doing their taxes. Um, and Misha, deducting points for a refinance, can you do it? You you can. It's different than in a purchase scenario. It Your is. tax advisors will be the ones who alert you to this, folks. It, for people in the concept of buying right now, it is 
tax advantageous to buy down your interest rate in a purchase. You get to utilize that that points charge uh, in a, a larger capacity in a purchase. In a refinance, your tax professional is going to tell you they're going to spread that cost over the life of your loan. So you still get benefit. It's just served to you in smaller slices. Absolutely. That's great. And again, purchase, you can use it in an existing year, 100% of the money. The refinance, any points paid are averaged over the deductive points over the life of the loan. Um, uh, another one is misjudging the home office tax deduction, and obviously that is completely uh, dependent on what you use. Uh, you can deduct about $5 per square foot up to 300 feet of office space. That's about $1,500 a year. But there is a lot of uh, things that go on the back on that when you sell the property. You might have to take that back. Uh, or add that back in. So there's a lot of things. Please talk to your tax professional. I know everybody, especially with COVID, we've all been working from home and may have jumped the gun on that. So again, ask that question. Um, failing to repay the number. Another uh, issue is failing to repay the first time home buyer tax credit. I know there's a lot of that in the media right now, Misha, right? Mm-hmm. We're getting if lots and lots of re- questions about it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you use the original home buyer tax credit in 08, you must repay one fifteenth of that credit over the next 15 years. And this is the next one. This one I'm uh, I'm guilty of failing to track home related expenses. Where did I put that receipt? What did I spend on that? Oh yes, I did that. I'll remember the following year. So keep good records. Um, Misha, can you think of anything others that we've done? I've got one that goes sort of in line with that, and that is home equity line of credit. Now, when the tax laws were changed a couple years back, we all were reminded that home equity lines of credit are not an automatic deduction. And the law was originally written that states that as long as the home equity line funds were used for capital improvement on the property that the loan is tied to, that that interest is tax deductible. And so if you took a line of credit on your property and you bought another property or you bought a boat or a car, your CPA was unlikely to be able to use that interest uh, in a tax beneficial way. So um, that's, it's been in place that way for years, and it's just a matter of the reinterpreting the law um, as it was relayed out. But it is still, um, that's why one of the reasons why we talk to people about combining their home equity first and second, if you didn't use it for capital improvement on your home, that way you get the tax advantage all the way across the board. That's a great point because that's recently changed. And, and that's, again, the amounts of all mortgages. And that's one of the claiming too much mortgage interest deduction, um, mm-hmm. especially here in California, in Northern California. And uh, first, second home equity lines, loans for a second home can't exceed the 750000 or $1 million limits. And that's really easy to do here in California. So again, that has changed recently as well. And again, I think it's uh, it's just best to have a tax professional to run these by and somebody who, who is in the business of deferring taxes and helping you save money like Carl. You know, it's always great to do your research. And if you want Carl's number and info, uh, we'll, we'll make sure you get it. Just give us a call, 916-806-0606. All right, when we come back, Misha and I are going to discuss our local market, some of the great new loan programs out there to help you become a homeowner. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Real Life Lending and Real Estate with financial services expert, Eric Olofsky. All right, everybody, welcome back to 
Real Life Lending and Real Estate. My name is Eric Olofsky. I'm here with Misha Dimitruk, our branch manager in sunny Santa Cruz. Misha, before we kind of go into some of these programs that we seem to be using more and more, as the real estate industry is getting more and more competitive, we're using some 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 products that maybe folks haven't heard of before, maybe different ways to quantify income. But let's kind of find and see it out what's going on in our market. Let's run some numbers really quick about our local counties. Alameda County, uh, this is for March last month. Median sale price was $1.163 million. Uh, that's up 19.8% from last year. Unsold inventory is about 1.4 months, meaning that if nothing else came on the market, everything would be gone in about one and a half months. Average time on market, eight days. Um, let's move over to San Francisco. Median sale price is $1.755 million. That's actually uh, only up 6% from last year. Uh, 11 days on market. And the number of homes up 56.1 from last year. San Mateo County, $1.985 million is the median sale price. 13.5% up from last year. Eight days on market. And lovely Santa Cruz, where Miss Misha is. Uh, median sale price, listen to this, Misha, $1.1 million. That's up 19% from last year. Uh, a little more inventory, 2.1 months of inventory, 11 days on market. Is that kind of what you're seeing? It, it is. And, you know, so for the listeners out there, when it when they're saying 11 days on the market, that's that's the, how long the average property sits before it's sold. That means from the time the signs up till the signs contract. To the sign, yeah, till the sign contract is in. So if you can imagine, that means that at both spectrums of the market, the most desirable and the least desirable are me- meeting in the middle to make eleven days, folks. That doesn't give you a very big window if you have a hot property and you and forty of your closest friends and neighbors are all vying for the same one. So that's the. Uh, the, the tagline for the show is always be prepared. <laughs> and that's what we're here for is to get you those, those skills to be prepared. Yeah. And, and we are seeing things that in contracts that we haven't seen before, uh, no appraisals, mm-hmm. no inspections. Um, uh, it is, uh, it is really super competitive and the average, I think in our area for numbers of offers on homes is five in California. Uh, but those of you who have seen those 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 media uh, uh, outlets stories that 123 offers on one home, I think up in the Sacramento area. Mm-hmm. So it's super competitive. Yeah. Misha, what can somebody do to get ready in that to be uh, to be ready to make that offer? Well, the first thing that you need to do is know your path to the financing that you need. So formal pre-approval. Actually apply. Don't ask your cousin's brother's uncle if they think that your income is enough. You know, don't don't guess. Be really certain. So contact us here at Ethics Mortgage and let the professionals walk you through the process of formal pre-approval. It is your key, literally, to count on it. You getting that key is about you getting through that process so you can put in a, the strongest possible offer. Like Eric said, we're, it's getting to be so competitive that we're not even seeing appraisal contingencies, no loan contingencies, sometimes no property inspectancies, no nothing. You sign on the dotted line at offer, they accept, and you just are in. So you need to know that you can close and that you're working with someone who, if you run into something that's unexpected, has the ability to pivot. No one trick, no one trick ponies for you. You need to have someone who has the experience and knowledge to get you through and, and the bag of tricks, so to speak, uh, plenty of opportunity 
to walk you through to that finish line. Absolutely. And, and just, you know, even though they're they're waiving all those things and inspections, appraisal, they're still being done. We still want to ensure in our fiduciaries mm-hmm. to our clients, make sure the house, we appraise the house, your lender is going to need that for, for your loan. Uh, your agent is going to do their, their fiduciary and getting that home inspected. But all that means is you can't go ahead and ask the seller for anything uh, to be repaired. So, and with that is that there are so many new programs coming out that we really want to touch base on after this next, next break to help you because we can overcome all those reasons of why you can't buy right now coming up right after this. This is Real Life Lending and Real Estate with financial services expert, Eric Olofsky. All right, everybody, welcome back to Real Life Real Estate. We are your Northern California show for what's new and true in mortgage finance and real estate. You know, and I know Misha and I want to talk about some of the programs that I know you haven't heard anywhere else. But first, I want to hear from Mr. Michael Salama. Hey, Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. How are you all doing today? You know what? It's it's another day in paradise. It's uh, it's this craziness that we're seeing, and I know that you're out in the trenches. Uh, Michael, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do. Hello, everybody. My name is Michael Salama. I'm actually one of the agents with Real Life Real Estate uh, and been loving every day. <laughs> so you're out there seeing in the trenches. Misha and I have been talking about how to get ready and prepared to make those offers. And now from the real estate side, I want to hear how you're getting those offers accepted. Absolutely. So the main thing that I've been focusing on and been finding a lot of success is building a lot of rapport with the listing agent, finding out what your sell- the seller's needs really are, whether that might be a rent back because they're looking for a property and need more time, or you know um, they might need uh, a shortened terms because they might be in contract for another house, whatever the need might be, finding out what that seller is looking for and trying to accommodate them as much as possible and you know, reassure the agent that everything is going to close, everything looks good. Have your lender call the, the listing agent to build rapport as well. I've been having a lot of success with that. Yeah, you know, I think we've even offered a taco truck for lunch at, at, at one of our <laughs> offers. And car washes. Uh, a car wash, lifetime subscription to the local car wash. Hey, you know what? It's getting competitive, and we kind of joke and make fun, but we have seen some crazy things going on out there. And, and I think Michael's Michael's correct, and, and the California Department of Real Estate has, has issued that those nice letters with pictures about the buyers and how much they want their home with a picture of the kids. Um and that is kind of frowned upon these days. So we're always looking for other ways to give our buyers the edge on getting their offers accepted. So uh, again, Michael, I appreciate everything you do. Um, is it is is that bad? Is how many how many? And you're in competition. How many offers are you seeing on homes? So usually, from what I've been noticing, it could be anywhere from ten to thirty offers is about average for what I'm seeing. Um, but again, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many agents will just submit an offer without even getting on the phone with the listing agent and seeing what they want. I just had an offer that I got accepted for a buyer and a simple rent pack is what did it. And there were actually other offers on the table that were slightly better, uh, than what my client could, could do, but just finding out what that agent needed and what, what that seller needed ended up winning it. So if you're out there in this market and you're feeling discouraged, you don't be, um, there, there, there are ways to get you in a house. Michael, how does somebody get a hold of you if they want to start that process or maybe even think about listing their home? Absolutely. You guys can reach me at any time. Uh, again, uh, via text or call, 650-817-5850. Again, 650-817-5850. All right, Michael. Thanks for being part of the show. We'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. All right. 
So we got the financing, we got the pre-approval, we got the agent, Misha, and what happens if somebody doesn't fit in that box where they have tax returns or W-2s or pay stubs? I know there's some new really cool products out there that you and I have been taking advantage of. You want to touch base on a few of those? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've talked about flexible products for investors buying properties that they're going to have as rental properties, but we're now seeing the emergence of flexible lending products for owner-occupied financing. And, and that's something that is, is very needed, particularly with where people are at with their equity position. There's a large amount of equity being sat on by homeowners uh, in the Bay Area, particularly. And, um, you know, and where their people are at with pandemic life, that maybe they've taken on extra debt. Maybe they've um, they sat on their cash because they wanted to have liquidity for obvious reasons. Um, so now we're seeing the emergence of some more flexible products. One of them for owner-occupied financing, purchase, and refinance. It's a no-ratio loan, meaning we're not taking your income into consideration at all. Now, these types of products are very heavily driven on equity or down payment. You're going to have to have a, a minimum, I believe, on the, the best I've seen so far is 25% equity in a purchase scenario. Um, I think they want you to have something more like 35% in a refinance, in a cash-out refinance, um, but also your credit score. So in the flexible products world, you're going to be able to get, with the equity and credit score, an opportunity to leverage your property in the ways that your lifestyle needs. Um, if your challenge is credit, equity, and income, then we need to take a look at what we can do to help you in one of those capacities to make sure that you, you're starting to get more opportunities presented to you. But this is opening exactly. the doors of opportunity for people who otherwise thought that their equity was locked away. And um, you know, yeah, they didn't I, have I access to I think that's a great point. Misha, let me just break there. I think that's a great point because, folks, whether you're self-employed, and, and one of the things you just said, a lot of those Alte programs were driven toward uh, self-employed borrowers. We have a product now that's really not. Let's say you cut back your hours or uh, you've been working from home because you're taking care of your child because the local schools aren't open still. Uh, these products mm-hmm. are, are, are really beneficial. And, you know, the only option in the past was private money or, or maybe some really heavily driven high rate products. These rates are in the fives. And, uh, and mm-hmm. again, just to, you know, you can, you can purchase with these with a little as 20% down, no ratio. That means no Income is on the application. Um, none. The 1003, the application under income is blank. So I think, again, I hate to interrupt you, Misha, but I just want to reiterate that, that this this is not just for self-employed borrowers, unlike some of the bank statement programs that we've talked about in the past. No, it's definitely you know, worthy of mentioning that, that it's not just for those investors and it's not just for those who are self-employed. It's, it's for the anyone. And um, so it's not limited to non-occupant properties. Um, now it's available to everyday homeowners who live in their homes, who have plenty of equity, who would like to tap into that now while values are high. And if that you have been turned down before because your documentation doesn't support the, lo- the loan that you're looking to achieve on there, please give us a call and let us know how one of these new flexible products can help you. Misha, how does somebody get a hold of you? Because you're the expert, especially you're down in the Bay Area there, and you have been doing this for a long, long time. In fact, even though I get stuck, I always call Misha. Misha, how does somebody reach you? <laughs> um, you can reach me by phone at 831-435-0385, Misha at Essex Mortgage on Facebook or on LinkedIn. 
Yeah, and and you know there are still those traditional, and they're where they're they're changing every day. And you know we can quantify <laughs> income for those self-employed borrowers by twelve months of bank statements. And some of these products are getting really competitive uh, as compared they were you know a year ago. So as as our industries change and as COVID has affected all of our industries. I think it's important that, you know, our industry is kind of catching up with products to help those folks out. Again, folks, our text line is 916-806-0606. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Real Life Lending and Real Estate with financial services expert Eric Olofsky. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Real Life Lending and Real Estate. That'll wake you up. My name is Eric Olofsky. I'm here with Misha Dimitruk, and we are talking about real estate, lending, and how to make this year the last year you're paying your landlord's mortgage. And before the break, we were kind of talking about some of uh, the Alte programs or alternate aid paper or, or new programs that are coming out that you won't hear at the big box bank. And uh, again, some of these things are are, are, are just so unique uh, that I've seen in this industry in 30 years. So again, if you want to learn more, uh, give Misha a call. Uh, and uh, Misha, I'll give your number out one more time. 831-435-0385, Misha at EssexMortgage.com. And uh, we got a text question. This one's from Todd. He's uh, He heard about our uh, uh, our previous segment. He was asking, he's, he's saying that uh, he's both self-employed and W-2. How will we quantify his income? Misha, you want to take that one? Yes. Well, so Todd, it's going to be a combination of depending on your information. I know we talk about this all the time, but it really is your specific set of circumstances. How long have you been self-employed? How is your self-employment going? Um, are you Was your business deeply affected by COVID? Are you going to be running into issues where you've been self-employed, but you haven't earned any income off of that business in forever long? So your salaried and W-2 and hourly position is going to be based on your current income as it is. Your self-employed income really depends on what your past filings have been and where you sit currently. Now, the self-employed criteria is shifting rapidly as COVID regulations uh, adjust. And so I would say, give us a call. Let us take a look at your particular paperwork, and we will give you the best pinpointed information that we can for your qualifications. Yeah, and I agree. And I think that it also depends on whether we need both sources of income. Maybe we can get just by True. with uh, just uh, your W-2 income. So again, it's it's really an analysis. And I think it's important that you reach out to one of us to at least uh, just get an idea. And and that's what's great about what we do. You know, Misha and I, we have clients at our desk for that are listeners to the show that we work with for, you know, eight, nine months, 12 months getting you ready. So, you know, just because you think that, and we hear this all the time of all these reasons of why I can't, you know, we want to make a path and a plan to get you that, to get to get your goal. So whether we need to work on credit or we can give you advice on that, we can run what if scenarios, we can find, you know, make sure that if you're trying to qualify for a certain program, we can educate you about that. We can talk to mom and dad about a gift, the right way and wrong way. So there are a lot of programs out there that um, our job is just to explain those, uh, the qualifications for each, and let you make that decision with the knowledge, with the power and knowledge uh, to help you make that decision on one of the largest investments you're ever going to make. And I think all it takes is a simple phone call or email to get the process started. We're going to actually do a pre-approval as if you're already in contract. We're going to identify any hurdles that we come up. We're going to ask for all your documentation. 
We're going to find the programs that you qualify for and what you can qualify for in the future if we do a little tweaks here or there. And we're going to educate you about out-of-pocket cost, you know, what payment you can expect at each price point, and again, help you make the right decisions for you and your family. Uh, I think it's the greatest thing out there that we do, and it doesn't cost you a dime. And at least, if nothing else, we're going to prepare you for those questions. And I always tell people when I first speak with them, whether they're calling from the show or not, is that there are no wrong questions. I usually ask the same question twice to make sure I'm getting the same answer. So, um, again, folks, I want to thank you for listening. Misha, thanks again for being part of the show. Give all your contact information one more time. Misha Dimitrov. 831-435-0385, Misha at EssexMortgage.com. And folks, if you're a real estate agent or a licensed MLL uh, loan officer, we want to talk to you. Uh, we are growing and expanding our team. We've tripled our help and helping consumers this last 12 months. And uh, if you want to talk about the last job you're ever going to have, give me a call personally. I'd love to talk to you. 916-806-0606 or 925-203-5808. Misha, thanks for being part of the show. And folks, we'll see you same time next week. Thanks for listening to Real Life Lending and Real Estate.